And now, it's time to dip our hands once more into the tombola of terrific that is... Crowd Sorcery. Yes, Crowd Sorcery, where I ask you to share with the other listener your top picks for family things to do, where to go and what to see in the east of England. And yet again, you did not disappoint. Let's start with the wonderful Bertie Bartram, four-legged friend of Penny Bartram, Associate Strategy Director of Vice World News and trustee at Norwich Film Festival. Uh, Penny says, you can't beat a bracing walk at Wells Next the Sea at this time of year. And Penny provides a picture of the aforementioned Bertie, who is clearly enjoying his bracing walk very much indeed. <laughs> and I must say, the beach is a very popular family choice for you, my crowd sorcerers. Ben Eagle, Rural Communications Specialist, podcaster and writer, says, I might be locally biased, but I'm going to have to nominate a beach day at either Frinton-on-Sea or Walton-on-the-Nays. Welcome, Ben, and lovely to hear from Essex there. Rest assured, Eastern Promise will not be neglecting our southernmost sister county. And I'll be looking in on Neil Griffin and Georgina Watts at the Innovation Centre at Knowledge Gateway Colchester later this year. Back to the beaches, though, and Dr Andrew Staines, Head of Strategic Foresight at Norfolk County Council, tells us that, as a child, he used to love crabbing at wells next to the sea. And also Old Hun Stanton, as it felt like I was in a different country, says Andrew. But now the Staines family loves Holcomb Hall, Cromer and Eccles-on-Sea, heading up to Blickling for a walk in the autumn. And obviously, Norwich is one of the best cities in the UK, so it's great to potter around. Well, I don't think you'd struggle to find a second for that motion, Andrew. I'm loving these family itineraries. And here's one from Alice Whitney, founder director at Creative Nation. She says, I prefer wildlife wild. So, weather permitting, getting out and about in nature, and even better, supporting our local wildlife trusts and other conservation bodies. Because nature is really up against it at the moment, and these guys deserve our support. When the weather is more challenging, Alice likes to get lost in our dazzling array of museums and galleries. She's right, we are so spoiled. She can't pick a favourite, but Alice has been enjoying trying the smaller ones lately. Thank you, Alice. And we will be looking at the fantastic work that conservation bodies and wildlife trusts do for the economic as well as the natural world later in the year. Meanwhile, Mel Moritz, global sales consultant, recommends Stiffkey Salt Marshes as an untouched beauty and a sensational secret hideaway. I personally have often wanted a sensational secret hideaway from my family. It may be muddy, but it's Mel's favourite spot in the UK by far. More from Mel's itinerary. For an early unusual start, she recommends TW Gaze in Dis, which holds auctions with a great bacon roll and a coffee. Odds and sods and hidden treasures on sale. Interesting spot for people watching too, says Mel. She also offers her tea room options, which she says are endless. Ketteringham Hall... Felbrig Hall for climbing fallen trees, Hayden for a dead-end village and a glorious piece of cake. I think the people of Hayden may quibble with the description of a dead-end village, but I just think she means there's only one way in or out. If it's raining, Norwich Castle is always a reliable stop with children, and if the children are older, the escape room's underground at Merchant's Vault. And like all escape rooms, if you pay enough money, the escape part is optional. Uh! Mel, that is an incredible list of recommendations. Thank you. 
we're also blessed in the region with a huge range of family attractions, two of which, Banham Zoo and Africa Alive at Kessingland, are cared for by the Zoological Society of East Anglia. The ZSEA's conservation education manager, Asim Kadzalik, is rooting for the home side, as one would expect. Asim tells us that for six consecutive weeks, the ZSEA delivered a range of topics with self-led tours, conservation stations, etc., like Food Week and Native Species Week. All this alongside delivering their first ever summer clubs for children aged 8 to 17 across three age groups. A truly unique programme, lasting in the two-hour radius. Asim, all power to your zoological elbow, and I hope Eastern Promise gets to drop in on the ZSEA very soon indeed. And now, just time for two friends of the show. First, Michelle Chambers, Business Development Manager at Chaplin Farrant, who has asked for a specific sound effect, and you'll hear it in just a second. Michelle says, when we were a young family... There we go. The Chambers clan enjoyed Pettit's Animal Adventure Park, still going strong, and is a real mix of animals, rides and play areas. Another favourite was... Yes, Roar, Dinosaur Adventure Park, which was full of themed woodland walks and lots more attractions. Michelle says they had an annual pass twice for this one. Both great choices, with Roar just announcing a new attraction for 2024, Gigantosaurus. Well, obviously, you want to know more about the Gigantosaurus attraction opening at the Roar... Thank you, Roar Dinosaur Park in 2024. Well, happily, I think I can oblige. Gigantosaurus Land is coming only at Roar. Fans of Rocky, Marzu, Tiny, Bill and of course Gigantosaurus can experience their favourite characters come to life in a roarsome day out for the whole family. Drop into Mount Oblivion, take a spin on Tiny's teacups and climb to new heights in Marzu's towering play and climb den. And if that wasn't enough, it's all set inside Roar, the number one dinosaur-themed adventure park in the UK. So your Giganto experience will be ten times more awesome. Gigantosaurus Land, only at Roar, opening in 2024. Me personally, I want to give a shout out to Bewilderwood, which we've enjoyed visiting many times and has a certain East of England charm that you really can't find anywhere else. And finally, Dr Penny Hundleby, senior scientist at the John Innes Centre, is a fan of farm shops and bigs up Whitehorse Farm, that's www.whfnorwich.com, for a spot of pumpkin picking. And we will be coming on to pumpkins and all things Halloween later in the year. Well, that should keep you and yours fully occupied every weekend and school holiday between now and Christmas. And that was episode 38 of Eastern Promise. Thank you so much for listening. And next week, we'll be visiting the Food Enterprise Park at Honningham, near Norwich, where we begin our focus on food and where the legendary agrifuturist Clark Willis, MBE, will be giving us a foot tour of the park and demonstrating the huge potential that's being created there. You don't want to miss it. Thank you again to Ben Hartley of Ideaspace, to Sam Goddard and Dr David Sinclair. Thank you to all my crowd sorcerers and to Engineer 49, the only man in Britain whose ears are Dolby certified as a musical instrument. 
Most of all, thank you to you, wherever you are and whatever time you've chosen to listen to this podcast. I'll be back again next week. But until then, bye for now.